With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Superhero, (laughs) Urban Moore. How are you doing, man? So glad. I got to tell you, I have to apologize from the very, very bottom of my heart because I've been sending these links as we go, and we got so involved in this conversation that I was like so excited, and and, I'm, and all of a sudden I saw Chrissy call, and I was like, "Oh God, no! I really screwed up." And then, and then worse yet, worse yet, it's one of those awkward things that the guys like me get. I'm like, "Hey, locked in, can't wait to talk again," and I hit like double space and send to send the text last night and said can't wait to talk again b and that's what sent because i hit the b instead of the do i'm like oh no i called him b he's gonna think and then i'm like do i tell him no i didn't mean to type b it was supposed to be oh i'm just not gonna say any herman it's been it's been a disaster thus far i hope you can help us make it all all right <laughs> no i absolutely come on it's gonna be okay you, you guys, it's always uh, you, you, because of the, the where your hearts are and the energy and everything that you do. You know what? You're always winning. So it doesn't matter. I'm going to call you B from now on. This is great. <laughs> I, I can roll with that. Thanks, Jay. I'm good with legend Herman. for Herman. The legendary Herman Moore. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Herman, dude, I thank you so much for joining us. It is so great to have you. You, you're, you know how much we love you, and and how much you meant to Lions fans. And I mean, to to me, you were when I, you know, when you're in twenties, like we're 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 about the same age. Um, at that age, when you were playing and you were there, you know how passionate people are. There's, it's it's a lot a lot of times irrational passion at that age because you just you're not quite really a man yet. You're still a kid. And and growing up, having you and Brett and Wayne and Barry and L- Lomas and everybody, it was like peak, peak Lions, man. And you will forever be etched in my fandom and kind of one of the just cornerstones of what, what entrenched me as a Lions fan. I appreciate everything you did as a Lion. And the fact that you stayed in Detroit and have done everything in the city since then says so much about you and your character and what kind of person you are. You are uh, just an example for, for people everywhere, not just athletes, just for people and how to be part of a community and give back from, from your success. I just want to thank you for everything you've done for the city and the fans and everything else along the way. You are a great, great human being. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I, um, you know, it's not hard 
to do that when the, the people treat you so kind. And I, 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 you know, you hear a lot of horror stories, you hear the tales where, you know, athletes and fans and they clash and all those things. But you know what, I think it's, it's something to character and um, the fans have been nothing but tremendous to me. They've been wonderful uh, being a part of the different various communities. You know, I live in Southeast Michigan, but uh, I travel vastly throughout because it's, it's an entire state. We're all one. And um, it, it's, it's just love, man. And I, I, I can't say enough about just the fact that even though I was born in Virginia, I tell people that all the time. That's my kind of my mantra, born in Virginia, raised in Michigan. Uh, the, it, it's just a different, it's a different place. It's a different type of people. And uh, I get along with everyone. I treat everyone the same. I bring my Southern hospitality up here to y'all, the <laughs> cold state and, and make sure people keep their hearts warm. And, um, and so thanks to you all as well, all the good things that you do. That's why I don't mind anytime you call and you say, hey, you know, can you jump on? You want to be on the show? Um, it's just a lot of respect for the consistency of who you are, uh, both are as people and also the great that you do uh, beyond just, you know, I know you talk sports, but you talk a lot about how you help people. So I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to be here as well. Appreciate you, Herman, very much. Yeah. Riz, yeah. You- it's it, it's just so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead with it. You are on the Hall of Fame semifinalist ballot. We had this conversation last year, Herman. I think you belong in. I want you to make your case for being in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so you're, you're giving me a little bit of news. So did I did I make it to the next round? No, no, no you're, you're in the, the initial round. They're going to they're, they'll announce the, the next round. round okay. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I think I've been yeah. They announced the next one, I think, at Thanksgiving. So hopefully it's a happy Thanksgiving for you on that. But um, Okay, like, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I would, you know, be, the, I'd be happy to make the case for you, but I want, I want you to tell the people who might not have been old enough to watch you play how great you were. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. <laughs> tell us how awesome you are. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I think I, maybe I need to get my mom on here because I don't think anyone can do me the justice that, that a mother could do for her son. So I think if anyone's ever campaigning for the Hall of Fame, you got you to get your mom or your dad or your guardian or someone, brother, sister, something. You got to get that person that's your real ride or die uh, to do it for you. But, you know, the best that I can do for it is this. And I, it's something I used to shy away from, but I started to realize, you know what, you, you can't allow your legacy to get buried um, on top of whatever is new and shiny. Yep. And it's not a, it's not that you push those things to the side as much as you you really try and make sure people realize the things that you earned, the the passion and the commitment that you made to for excellence or to win and to to make people proud of you. And I, I think I did that. I epitomized that in my career. I tried to do as much as I could when I could, you know, do we fail? Do we sometimes have missteps or setbacks? Absolutely. I wouldn't be any different, but those are the things that are necessary to put me exactly where I'm supposed to be right now in life. Um, And the thing I'll say, if you ask me to make a case for myself is this, Uh, I went to the pro bowls. I, when I went, it was only one year. I didn't go as an all pro Uh, in that you can take all of the guys that you can put in there in the top 10, top eight, whatever guys from the nineties. I only can play when I play can't play in the 2000s. I can't play in 2023. That's not my era. But when you put it in there, you're going to be hard pressed to take me out of the top four. And when there's at least eight guys or so that are from that era that are in the hall, how you can just leap frog guys and just pass over others, it, 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 it baffles me. You look, try and look at how many had all pros. I'm not going to fall below the top three or four. Uh, you ask 
how many guys, you know, led for a substantial, uh, um, um, substantial period of time as a starter, only started seven years. And in those seven years as a starter, consecutive years, you're not going to take me out of the top five. Uh, so, you know, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, Barry Sanders and I, uh, from 94 through 98 for five consecutive years, were ranked as the number one uh, running back and number one receiver in the NFL. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. So when you, you look at it, five of his eight years, he and I ruled. <laughs> uh, I only played with Barry for eight years. Uh, you know, so five of those eight years we rolled and and not to throw, you know, anything like that, but I'm gonna put it out there. I think during that time period I had more touchdowns than he did. So <laughs> so you know, that that that's one of those things that I, I try and take whatever I can where I can get it with Barry. But we're we're tremendous teammates, and that's just from the individual piece. But as a team, you know, we we went to super, to the uh, playoffs six of the nine years we played in the nineties, I came in 91. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things you can put in there, but at the same time, I think the market and because people think a certain way about the Midwest or think about the lions, um, it, it, it hurts the case. And then, but you need people advocating for you. And I just think I get lost in that mix, but I never, I never was a backup of one year out at the pro bowl. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all, that's all I'm going to say. And back then it meant something because if you weren't a starter, you had to take special teams duty. So uh, I only did special teams once. And I'm going to put it like that. And if you look at who the other the other guys were with me, uh, they did special teams. So there you go. That's a great job. You so, did an awesome job, Herman. You did, you did so, it. So, with so, so give, me, give me my thing, right? And I always tell people, let Megatron be Megatron. I'm, I'm Optimus Prime. And then whatever you got going on with the current guys today, Whatever you got going on today with the guys and whatever they're doing, that's cool. Let them let them have their glory, but you don't have to bury and discard uh, people who've done it in the past and try and make it as if they didn't matter or they don't, you know, didn't do their thing when they did it. So that's all I'll say. So I appreciate the the, 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 the platform to do that, but that's an all number love and respect, but I, I have to uphold my own legacy. So I want to tell you, Herman, that was probably the most humble way to say how awesome you were that you could do. and that just again speaks to character but i mean we got people in the chat here same numbers in the cowboys or niners during the same era and he's first ball at herman's 100 percent hall of fame caliber uh another one wait and sorry not to be on top of this already just assume he was already in like like what's the question here this doesn't make sense at all right um detroit lions get players overlooked because the teams we, we've had were so bad for so many years that doesn't that doesn't make sense and then i had a more jersey that was lost in a move i still think about it wonder who has that jersey today uh, <laughs> and the, the the thing that that riz said about you looking like you can play today i mean even with a little bit of salt in that beard the, we've seen you that body that you you look like you could go out there and do that right now. You don't, you have not lost. You, may, you know, look, maybe Herman's a four or five runner now. Maybe he's a four or five guy, but four six, four six, okay, four six. All right, how humble this man is. <laughs> it look you look like you could get out there today. You absolutely are a first ballot guy, and I think we need to put something together. I don't know it's something beyond just slack division and half hashtags. We've got to evangelize this uh, this ballot for Herman Jeff because he deserves it. He's done a lot for he Lions, does. Lions fans. I want to ask you, Herman, last team to win a, a playoff game had a guy named Herman Moore on it. And you know what that feels like. And you're one of the last, you know, a small group of Lions alive today who knows what that feels like. Look at this team this year. And 
it looks like they, they they this could be the team that does it that breaks that streak and comes back and, and is able to do what Herman and Lomas and the guys were able to do. I want you to tell me one of the things you think that's absolutely so similar between then and that team then and the team now, and then something you see that's really really different between the two teams. Because I your your expertise and your insight, like the breakdowns you do for Lions Nation Unite. So, so smart, just such smart stuff. And this is this is a question I think that you are uniquely qualified to answer. I appreciate that. Uh, when I look at the the similarities you have, people won't see the similarities between Coach Wayne Fonts and Coach Dan Campbell, but there are some similarities. One in that he, he lets players be players. He's treating them like men. He's allowing them to own uh, their accountability and their responsibility versus feeling like, you know, I'm going to tell you what to do. You better do it. And if you don't, it's my high, my way or the highway. That That's old school. That's old. That's, that's a mentality that we know that just doesn't work. There's a collective that needs to have happen. And what he's done is he's brought it together and say, we win together, we lose together. These are simple things that people overlook and they think that it doesn't resonate and doesn't go. There's contracts, there's business. He lets them handle their business. I think the organization is, is warmed up to the fact that you can't escape the fact that football is a business. Professional sports is a business. We were letting guys go for $100,000 difference. Right now, these guys are, they may squabble over $10 million difference, but they're not going to argue over a million dollars, $2 million. Um, you, you make it feel like it's a place you want to be. You know, do you have it to where players are attracted and they want to come here. You have players uh, that are, are unselfish and, and it's not about whose names are in bright lights. They're going to do what they do and then they'll let the media do what they do uh, with their gameplay. And they've stayed together. Think about this. How much bickering have you heard? How much, how much dissension have you heard in the locker room? That was the same way. When you look at our team back in that time, you can't pick out guys and say, oh, these guys were griping and complaining and everything. No, we protect it. And when it's not us against them, it's we. And uh, I think they've, they've, they've cracked that code to say, you know what, if we build that, it'll happen. But here's what's interesting. And this is what I see as being slightly different. Now, we had a lot of players. We had a lot of pro bowlers. We had some guys who eventually uh, will be in the Hall of Fame. Barry was obviously one, but there's other guys who you're going to make a case for that are going to eventually be there. And we built it off of first-round picks, Heisman Trophy people. We were – these were the high-priced guys, the, the, the Pat Swollen. We were just going out and trying to get names. These – they've done their work, and they go out and they get players who have ability to go from C players to B players, B players to A players, and they pay them, and they give them the opportunity. The opportunity turns into gratitude. The gratitude turns into loyalty. And in that, you now have built the culture – of what the Lions have become. And that is a place where you treat it fairly, is a place where you come to play. It's a place where you come where the coaching staff understands and they've been through what you've been through. So everything lines up right. This is not, this is done by design. This isn't a, a, something that they just kind of thrown, has thrown together. And yeah. because of that, they're winning on grit. They're winning on players getting better each year. And they're winning on the fact that they're in great communication and they're staying together. And those are things that some intangible sometimes that people don't realize make winners and champions. So I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about what they're doing. I'm excited um, to see some of these young players becoming overnight, um, quickly becoming superstars. And um, 
as an alum, I hope that 2024 will be the time we say that was the last time the Lions won a playoff game. Yeah. Oh no, 2026, 2028. <laughs> It'll keep yeah. going, right? Well, I'm talking about as far as next year. Like next yeah, year okay. when we're here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Instead, of, instead of 91, 92, or whatever it was, 90, uh, you know. 91. That's a long time. You're, man. you're willing. You're willing to move on from being one of those people. Like I was. I was the last guy to win. A, like you're ready to to give that up. Yeah, I mean that's that 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 is one that I need to. We actually need to get off our back because. Uh, we as an organization, as an alum, we want to talk about the success, not only that we had, but the success that our, our team is still enduring and still having and, and our fan base being number one and so on and so forth. Not, not about another opportunity that slipped away, another opportunity. I mean, everything is aligning really good for this team right now. Yeah. You look at their schedule. Uh, teams are getting better, so I'm, I'm not jaded. Uh, some of the teams that, that – I think we would have said they could walk over early on. They now have an opportunity to play later, but these teams are getting better, so the Lions are going to have to continue to get better. They can't rest on what they've done. Yeah. Think about this. I've heard of the we've all heard of the Bobby Lane curse. Could it be the the Herman Moore blessing when you get into the Hall of Fame? We get the big win again. That's I feel like that's it. Back to the championship. <laughs> and this one is, right? For for a team to get into the playoffs is exactly what it takes to get to win to the cha- win a championship. That's the first step. Right. Win a playoff game is the second step. But once you get there and I keep using the the New York Giants that 9 and 7 team as the example. Just get in. They barely got in. They were the wild card, barely stumbled in and and came out with a, a Super Bowl champion at the end. This team, the grit, the way that they they're built is is so much in that mold where they could do it. Just get them in and give them a chance and they will play their hearts out and do whatever it takes to get to that point. But I, I'm, I'm so excited to see what they have. I'll talk about a similarity, I think, between Coach Campbell and, and Coach Fonts. I want to see if you, it, it, what, what you think. It's, it's the heart of those coaches. Um, they wore it a little bit differently. Um, Coach Campbell wears his, you'll see him in tears. It's a different time back in the '90s, the way men were, right? You didn't show ever, you didn't show tears, right? But I think there was there was tears on the inside for Coach Fonts. He loved you guys. He loved his players, and he loved his team, and he loved what you guys gave, and it meant a lot to him. And I feel Coach Campbell is very, very much the same way. And I think that's that's they come from the same mold in that way. Do you, do you agree? Is that something you see in those guys? I, I, I think you're spot on there. Uh, he he is part of the team. He's part of the the locker room, but he knows his position in that that of the leader of that that team, that especially one that takes to the field. There's an accountability and responsibility that he doesn't shy away from because he knows if something's broken, he's got to be the one to, to help get it fixed. Uh, he's he's accepting if there's a failure that he's a part of that failure. He's not throwing it, throwing it on the players only because he knows it takes a collective. It takes the team to get it done. So, yeah. That makes sense. We have a question. Let me ask uh, you. Just, oh, go ahead, just, go ahead Riz, I'm, I'm only going to follow up on that real fast. Is um, How fast can you as a player like pick that out from your coach and see that it's sincere? Um, the way Wayne was clearly you – know, Coach Fonts was always, you know, you always knew where you stood with him, good, bad, and and you know that it was coming from an, an honest and open place. And you see that with Dan. How quickly can you guys in the locker room figure out when that's not going to happen? Um, I can tell you this: for for Coach Campbell, 
we here's what you can trust. He came in first two seasons were not very good. Um, they they started to claw their way back in the second half of of this, the second year. You've seen him at his worst. You know what his worst looks like. His worst looks like commitment. His worst looks like dedication, loyalty, having that that lion in him and that grit that we talk about is there. So we've seen that. Sometimes it takes a coach coming in to a winning situation before they hit chaos and failure, before you truly understand who they are and if they're willing to be that ride or die, if they're really there for you as, an, as a coach. But they had the blessing, believe it or not, of him coming into a situation that wasn't the best of things. He's, he's taken over a regime that had, had massive failure. And then to come in and expectations are probably at the lowest of lows. Um, and then even starting off on a bad foot with, you know, biting kneecaps and all this stuff that people thought was joking. And they, he was the butt of all the jokes. Right. Yeah. And that he was underqualified and all these things. The team has seen that. So now you, you know who you're dealing with, you know, so you can deal with the upside. Uh, so that, that's what I that's what I see. That's what I like about him. That's why I know it can be trusted. The others, when they, they come in and they start talking about their system, they start talking about their way. They start talking about the pedigree and the trees that they come from and the coaches that they've come from and the systems they've helped make successful and all that. You know, they're talking about they're bigger than you. And if the failure happens, it's not because of them. It's because of you. And players see through that right away. We've been around the, the block too many times to know if you're in it with us or not. And if you've already started to create dissension or division uh, in just the words that you use, because your words are powerful. Yeah. And and you talk about a pendulum swing. It feels like we went from one to the other uh, in the previous regime to, to coach Campbell. And um, a lot of that, it feels like, look, it feels like that's a little person because they've already submitted themselves to that tree. They've already said that this is, this defines me, not, I define myself or I define my strategy. And that's where I think um, th- that means that the players are defined by something that isn't even the coach. So I, I, I get what you're saying there. I, I just feel like that's it's a real tough, you have an uphill battle as a leader trying to come through as, as all these other things are more important than what you know, as a, as a player, it's, I, you just can't, you just can't get there. Let me really quick. I got to hit. We're doing this for St. Jude. Herman's here to help us raise some money for St. Jude. Stjude.org slash DLP. Get your dollars in there. Help us out. Help us raise some money for some families. Um, some sick kids and their families that never pay a dime when they get that help. There's some great research that they do that helps people that don't even leverage St. Jude or St. Jude services, the research and the stuff that's come out of them and the medicines that have come out of their research have helped people uh, throughout the world. It's great money spent on a great cause, that, and it go, they spend very, very little on marketing or anything else. All that money goes to the patients and the people that need the the help. Big thanks to Lions Bay, $500 and two different donations. Thanks for putting this time in for a great cause. Go Lions. Garrett, $50. Thank you. Jousting Mouse, love the show. What's Jeff's favorite Coheed and Cambria song? We'll come back to that in a little bit. We'll get to that. <laughs> but I have for you really quick, uh, uh, Frosty Cakes has a question. Dear Herman, do you have any interest in wide receiver coaching? And what do you think you could do to help JMO out? Obviously, JMO is a polarizing character. Um, he, for all, for everything we've seen, here's a guy that could just blow the roof off of the wide receiver position in the NFL. He has all the the, the, the traits, physical traits to, to do this. We're not seeing it. What would you do to help him get to that point where we we all really believe we know he could be? Well, one, I, I 
I say this all the time, and I've tried in the past to, uh, you know, apply and try and become part of um, coaching and being asked to to come over, and I've, I've offered that. Uh, other regimes just they didn't they didn't they didn't want that. They they you know it is what it is. But I would love the opportunity to to be a part of that, be a part of um, speaking to. The, especially young athletes, but even the veterans about what it takes to really be successful at that level. And there's some things I've learned, especially as I've gotten older, I've been able to reflect back to understand how to kind of do it even better. And some of the mistakes, even though I had success that I could do a little bit differently that I could pass along. So when I look at JMO, here's what I get. And I, I, I was going to say this on our, uh, on Lions Nation Unite, but I'm going to give it to you guys first, kind of my, my view, because I haven't given anyone my, my overview yeah. And for all of you that are here, first and foremost, for this cause, St. Jude's is, a, is an outstanding place. The, the research they do is impeccable. It's important. Um, the patient care services that are provided and, and the family support services that are there, you don't know the difference that it makes. So I'm encouraging everyone to, to really, you know, if you, if you have the, the means and the resources, uh, this, is, this is a place you're going to feel really good about what is going to happen with your funds. So I'm encouraging everyone who's listening to really reach in a little bit deeper and uh, do whatever you can. You don't have to overextend, but just do what you can. It will go a long way. Um, but with JMO is this, I, I think he can be fixed very, not quickly, but I think it'd be done very methodically. And here's what I would do if it were me. I would get him involved. I would move him into the slot. I'd take him from the outside. He's too easy to defend as an outside guy. Um, bring him into the slot occasionally. I don't think he's going to find his, his, his thing. If you put him and St. Brown both in the slot, even if you go split sets and you go two receiver sets on each side and you mirror your routes, you you have a person I think will defeat the one-on-one. I think he needs to get shorter routes where you're getting the ball in his hands very quickly. If you look at Mara St. Brown as he kind of runs and he finds holes in the zones, I think getting J-Mo those type, you're asking him to, to come out of his shell, to come out of the, 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 the kind of flatness that he's in only on big routes, big plays. That is the lowest percentage completion that you're going to have. You're not going to build his confidence. You're going to continue to destroy it. Put the ball in his hands. Give him opportunity to make some moves in the open like he did when he was in college. But also, he's going to get some catches under his belt. He's got to get – he's got to touch the ball. If you're not going to let him touch the ball right now and be a part of beating one-on-one or having really quick routes where he can get in and out of cuts – uh, he's going to be destroyed. And I'm saying that because I, I'm telling you, I can see where he's lacking in his confidence. His confidence is only going to grow from catching deep balls and touchdowns. You know, that that's, that's, that's awful. That's not who he is. Um, so that's what I would be doing right now. Treat him like I would treat a St. Brown. And I think the effectiveness that we've seen with St. Brown, you get another person that who's, who's just as good, who's faster and who can make those type of plays happen. And I would love to see what a combination like that would look like. Wow, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Um, here's one for the kids. Mr. Moore, my dad taught me how to catch a football by having me watch you catch the football. One of my heroes growing up. <laughs> DLP has always had the best content around. Thank you, Pat D, for that very, very much. Um, Herman, it brings up a good question. You have this role as an athlete. I mean, we sit here, I tell you how impactful you were in some of my formative younger years watching you play and how, how much it, it, it kind of, I mean, I'm doing this, right? I mean, part of that is just because of you playing ball. You didn't, you didn't know me. We never met right back then, but you've had an effect on a number of people just by doing what you do for a living. 
What does that do for a, for a person throughout? I mean, in the moment, do you understand what your effect is? And in time, what do you think about, about that kind of legacy and, and the things that you brought to so many people and the lives you've touched that, that you don't, you don't even have never even met? Yeah, I think it, a lot of that comes from upbringing. It comes from the thing, the values that my mother instilled in me, even as a single parent, you know, she didn't allow me to make excuses. She said, you know, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. And, and a lot of people think that these 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 coined statements and these things don't have value. Sometimes the most simplistic things that you say are the most powerful when you try and shape it up and put big words and, and put it in fancy spins and all that stuff. The, the message gets lost. Right. And for me, it's it's to, to leave it better than where I got it, to, to be better than I was the day before, um, to see where can I get better every day in every way. You know, to be kind and polite, people smile at you, smile back. It's like it's 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 not that difficult. And um, for me, is what less lasting impression can I leave? When you start understanding that we all, you think professional athletes and these these rich people and all that are only people who can have a legacy? No, everyone can have a legacy. Right. Each of us can have a legacy. What is that legacy we're going to commit to being? Mine is to continue to educate. Um, take lessons that I've learned, share what I've learned and and take those lessons that I've learned and pass them along to other people and not hold them so close to my vest that I, I'm the only one who can benefit from it. So when I talk to kids and I, I talk to them about, you know, how to become better people, be men of character, women of character, be people of character, um, how to to make sure people understand who you are coming and then make sure they have the right impression when you're leaving uh, you never have to worry about who's saying what behind your back. And and if you give your best, truly, if you give your best, think of it, you couldn't have done any more. That's the simplest thing you can give. Uh, I'll leave with, I want to leave you this one last piece. And I was telling someone this the other day, I was listening to a podcast and a person said, if I gave you $50 million, um, would you take it? And everyone raised their hand. Yes, we take it. They say, okay, if I told you, you could, you, you can, I'm going to give you $50 million, but you can't wake up tomorrow. You won't wake up tomorrow. Will you still take that money? And they were like, no, what, I wouldn't do that. But every day we wake up and it's worth more than we think is worth more than $50 million. So when we wake up, think of the value of just getting up and having the opportunity to, to do something, anything, and if you, you put it in that perspective, we are priceless. We, we, are, we are special people and individuals that are blessed every day. So I say to that, I'm thankful to just be here to be able to share that with the audience. I'm here thankful being able to say, please contribute and support this cause. Do something for someone else uh, that you don't know. You're going to feel a lot better. I'm telling you, you're going to feel good about it. And it, it's going to show the character that you have, that you can make an effect on people that you never meet, you don't know, just like you just mentioned, but you did something that you know, you set an example for, this is the right thing to do. And that's how I live my life. And every day is not as a challenge. I have my challenges and life happens like everyone else, but I don't let that be the excuse for me not being a good person or getting things done. You know, that's, that's all I can leave them. I think we'll leave it with this comment from the chat. Herman Moore is an absolute legend, and I don't think there's yes. anything else that can be said. Herman, you are an exemplary human being, and we can all learn from you, and I appreciate you joining us. I mean, you are, again, the, the conversations we have, you're just such a fantastic person, and, and you deserve everything you've gotten. You deserve that Hall of Fame spot. 
We're going to make it our mission. We're going to we're going to make it the mission to get you into the Hall of Fame this year. We're going to get word out there. I don't care. I'll show up at some doorsteps of some ballot holders. We're going to do some stuff to get you in if we have to. We're going to muscle our way in there. Can you just really quick? I saw a little thing that you were doing with Lomas and you guys have a quick thing, uh, uh, something you guys are putting together. I'd love for you to share it with everybody really quick before we we call it uh, an interview here, because I think it's going to be something special. Yeah, absolutely. First on the on the thing on the jacket, I still got a canary yellow jacket. It may not be the Hall of Fame yellow. Uh, maybe I'll get a patch from someone and put my own patch on the jacket and we call it a day. Uh, but uh, Lomas and I have been friends for 20 plus years. Uh, he's someone that when I came in, I considered him like a, a mentor and a, a, a big brother. And through my career, he's been the hardest on me, but he's also been the guy that's been strongest in my corner. Uh, when it comes to just just doing the right things and, and setting the example, great person. So I wanted to celebrate my relationship with him and my friendship with him and brotherhood over the years. I created uh, something I worked on for the last two years called Herman Lowe. And it is uh, artwork that I had a guy commissioned to do and work with me to come up with the different themes to celebrate all 32 teams. They are absolutely beautiful. And when we roll those out, we're rolling them out as stretch canvases, as blankets, um, puzzles and all kind of other things that people can have access to. They're collectible, limited edition items, but I guarantee you will not be disappointed. And we're going to roll them out for Christmas. So stay tuned with us. I'll make sure you guys get the links when we have it. Yeah, and then a, a part of the portion of the proceeds that we raise will always go back uh, to, to some type of a cause. So that, that's what it is. I won't, I won't throw out too much and, and break what it is, sure. but you will be 100% happy. And I, I promise you, please support us and um, show some love. Give us the, as soon as you can, get us the information. Yeah, we, as will, soon as we, you got will, it. we will get it out there. We will definitely help you. You and Lomas, we will do anything for Lomas. Anything. Real quick, how awesome was it to see Lomas uh, get inducted into the, the Ring of Honor last weekend? No, it was great to see him do that. And I did tell him this, and I'll tell this to all the fans. I mean, if you don't know Lomas, Lomas is, is a class guy. He is one by far one of the, the greatest human beings I've ever met. And I think he should have been there even before me and and in those things because he's that great of a player. Hopefully he gets into the Hall of Fame. If he goes before me, I will not be unhappy. I'll be I'll feel blessed to know another Hall of Famer uh, for the Lions. But um, it's great seeing him get his his due. And it's great seeing the things that he's doing in broadcast. It's not what he started with, but it's what he's finishing with. So congratulations to him. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tougher road for those trench guys, but he definitely deserves it. He's he's a special person too. It's 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 true. I keep saying it across this organization, from person to person to person I met, they are character individuals, people that I would I would walk away and say I would be happy to be friends with this person. Uh, just really great people associated with this organization. Detroit Lions have done a good job throughout the years. That look, the Super Bowl rings may may not be there, but. More importantly, the character people are, and I think I think the rings will come, and I I think we're we're at a, a precipice of a very good space. But I'd rather get the ring surrounded by great people than show up and uh, we got a bunch of thugs, you know, grabbing at the rings or whatever. So I, this is a great thing. So Herman, I appreciate your time. Thank you for for putting up with the. Uh, with all the stuff, be <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it done. <laughs> great to have you. And thank Chrissy and all the team over there. You guys do great stuff. Always. Nation United. Say hi to Mike for us. He's a good kid. We like him a lot. He's uh, he's great. Does good stuff for you guys, too. So thank you, man. Appreciate you. We'll do that. Keep up the great work. And thank you so much. And go Lions Nation. All right. Thank you, man. We'll see you. All right. Herman, Herman Moore. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. You've had enough of that shit.